Hello and welcome to Switzer Investing. I'm Peter Switzer and tonight's show we test what I call triple A stocks that have lost their great reputation. Ampen, Outium and A2 Milk. Now these charts show how highly the market once regarded these companies. Look how they've peaked before the coronavirus came to town and how they're really waiting for a comeback which hasn't happened at this point in time. Will this happen? When will the, the bounce back eventually come? And are they no longer quality companies which don't actually have a future? Or is it a matter of just being patient? To answer these questions, we have June Baylou of Tribeca Alpha Plus Fund, Paul Rickard of The Switzer Report, and Julia Lee of Berman Invest. So let's kick off with Julia Lee. Well, joining me now is Julia Lee from Berman Invest. Julia, great to see you. Great to be here, Pete. So I've introduced this program to look at, you know, three, which I call AAA stocks. And they kind of were at one stage of their life, weren't they? Appen, Altium and A2 Milk. Everyone thought they were fantastic companies. Really copped it because of the coronavirus. And at the moment, I don't think the analysts are doing handstands to say to buy it now. But before we, I get your view on it, as companies, do you think the, the quality of the, these companies have changed remarkably? Uh, permanently? Well, first of all, I think they're three very different companies. Yeah. So I guess um, when you're looking at a big share price drop, drop, investors initially often think, oh, wow, this is looking cheap. Mm. But in actual fact, it's usually looking cheap because something has shifted. So for me, whenever something falls dramatically, the key question I ask is, is it a once-off? Or is the market pricing a once-off as a forever thing? Mm. Um, and so if it's a once-off, it's not a problem and it's a bargain and it's classified as a value, um, a value stock. Now, can I interrupt you there? If the once-off still includes three downgrades, can that still be, well, this is just a temporary problem, a stupid CEO, a oh, crazy yes. government decision, uh, Beijing's picking on a company, TWE is a, is a classic case in point. But, okay, so go on. A once-off is fine, um, even if it's three downgrades, yeah. as long as there's a recovery in store. And they, they do say great things come in three and bad <laughs> things as well. Yeah. <laughs> there's three blind mice, three yeah. wise men. And usually when you see the first downgrade, we joke in the market yeah. that it's usually one of three. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. um, it is quite normal that there is a bit of a downgrade cycle involved. The question is, how long does that last for? Yeah. Is it a forever cycle where yeah. you're seeing the death spiral? And that's what yeah. we call it when it looks like value, but mm. then it keeps on spiraling yeah. down. Yeah. To oblivion. And that spiral could have a knife that's spiraling. <laughs> well. And catch don't the catch it. Knife. Don't catch yes. it. Okay, right. So you uh, set the scene. So why don't we go through the companies one at a time and see if you think the problems they've got is permanent. Now, the, the, the one of the three where the analysts I looked at are, are pretty positive on it is Altium. What's your view on Altium? Yes, I like Altium. So Altium is in the area of electric circuit boards. And when you have a look at um, tech stocks, for me, they, they fall in one of three categories or um, I guess companies that have been impacted quite negatively during the period. Yeah. One, uh, they've been impacted negatively just because of a change in sentiment yeah. or um, because during COVID-19 they did really well and this great growth was priced in and you're going to see a moderation of growth because growth has been brought from the future into yeah. to the present. Um, the second scenario is where um, 
It's been hit by sentiment. And during COVID-19, they've also been hit in terms of demand. So it's a recovery stock. So mm. you should see recovery once COVID-19 has passed. Yeah. And then the third group is that COVID-19 sort of masked underlying problems. And as COVID-19 has uh, is sort of coming to an end mm. or starting to come to an end, that there are problems underneath that the market's now worried about in terms of the business model and the, yeah. the growth. Yeah. yeah, in contrast, Let's say a company like Webjet crashed, but uh, lately the market seems to be saying, we think this company over time will get better because international tra travel will become better. It might not go back to $13, but it's going to be higher than the dollar eighty it got to when everything was terrible. Um, but these companies we're talking about, they're going down and they haven't turned around yet. So in the case of Altium, what do you think? Yeah, so I think Altium is one of the COVID-19 affected stocks. So it's no. a recovery stock. So demand should recover back to pre-COVID-19 levels. And as it does, we should see the share price getting back up. It might not get up to the same multiples no. that it was previously. No. And that's only because in a rising interest rate environment, um, generally investors are looking for companies that are cyclical, so that are exposed to the economy because mm. we are seeing a recovery in the economy. And I think for investors, a key question when it comes to looking at a growth versus a cyclical stock at the moment is where are they going to see the better returns over the next 12 yeah. months? Yeah. And given that the economy is bouncing back strongly, mm. value stocks have been in favor. And that's the important point also to make is that even if a company has a good future, that future could be stretched right out because fund managers want to get into the companies that are going to do well over the next six months or so. And they might eventually say, oh, these value stocks are too expensive. What's going on with these tech stocks over here? They might go back to that. Absolutely. I don't think the growth of tech stocks is over. I think this is a structural shift. But I think it's more of a question of timeframes. What's yeah. going to happen over the next 12 months versus the next yeah. five years? Okay. Let's go to Appen now. I, I like Appen because I think it's in the area of the industry of the future. Mm. Artificial intelligence. I, it's not big yet, but it's getting bigger. And so, But what do you think of, of Appen? I agree that artificial intelligence is a really exciting area that's going to grow strongly over the next five to ten years. You're going to see double-digit growth coming out of this space. Now, Appen is in the area of artificial intelligence, and really they've got two separate divisions. One's relevance, and the other is in the area of speech and images. In the area of relevance, it um, has to do with advertising, um, so using AI to try and, I guess, target marketing, and it has those big tech giants like Microsoft, Facebook, Alphabet as mm. clients. Now during COVID-19 what's happened is that Appen has said that um, these companies have been focusing in on newer projects which takes it away from Appen's services temporarily and they think that this is still going to be a positive for the company's future. Yeah. But they've been sending mixed messages yeah. out to the market, they haven't been clear in terms of reiterating guidance. Um, so the market is nervous that there's a structural shift in store, that these big giants like Facebook, Microsoft are developing their own in-house AI projects, mm. which means that they're not going to need as much of Appen's services. Mm. So that's the fear in the market. And that's why the share price has been absolutely plummeted. Um, I mean, August last year was trading on what, $43, yeah. almost $44. Oh, yeah. Today it was trading just above $11. So mm. that's a huge 
um, change. And the reason why is I don't think the market knows how to value Appen given that there's so much uncertainty. Mm. Now there is opportunity if you can value a company like this, but given that we don't know whether that structural shift is happening or not, mm. um, I guess um, at its AGM later this month it should become yeah. There's so many ifs and buts. So this one's a betting company, yeah. like you're taking a gamble because really the earnings visibility isn't clear yes, right. and the thing is this it may well come to pass that google and facebook you know do become in a sense rivals but there could be a whole bunch of other companies that potentially could come in and replace them by this point in time we don't know yeah so i, I almost look at different scenarios what could happen the market's wrong and actually these the projects are the market's wrong. in the in the infancy and they're going to, these big giants are going to need more of app and services so it's a positive for app and or the, the market is right and there's this structural shift and these companies are going to be uh, not reliant on Appen at all and Appen's going to go yeah. to the wayside right. or something in the middle, which is probably the most likely for the yeah. time being. It's okay. just difficult to price that scenario. Now, the last one is the company that everyone thought was just best of breed, but in a sense, coronavirus um, has really taken away a chunk of its business, as you know. Yeah, so the coronavirus has taken away uh, a chunk of its business, and this is one that falls into a few different categories. It's been COVID-19 impacted, but also COVID-19 impacts have masked what might be structurally happening under the hood. Um, so with A2 Milk, they did rely a lot on Daegu's or travellers to Australia mm. to take back product to China, and that was a key marketing tool. So the physical stores Cream in China weren't... Enough, yes. So the key I've point. I've used that before. I've used it before. But go on. Cream in terms of input form. No. <laughs> um, so for A2 milk, um, what's happening over in China is that the Chinese government is focusing in on domestic brands. Hmm. Um, so that's been a negative for. So the Beijing brands. bully boys are affecting A2 milk on one level. Uh, multiple levels. So yeah. that's one level. The other is that the birth rate has continued to fall through COVID-19. Hmm. So um, in China, birth rates are actually falling. So that's a structural shift yeah. as well. Blame you Netflix need babies. We blame Netflix for that. Well, people, if people were locked up at home, really the, the baby boom should have gone up, but they must have been watching TV instead. I think instead. if you're locked down, well, the new couples can't meet and procreate. Oh, okay. yeah. The old couples is not a problem. Okay. <laughs> Maybe so th they need bars to, to procreate. Maybe a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so AT milk, I think, has been impacted both by COVID-19, but also structural mm -hmm. shifts in terms of the market. So it needs a new marketing plan, which it's trying to look at, um, which means more investment, so more spend, and also getting rid of old stocks, so yeah. uh, discounting in the I've also thought that maybe, you know, Beijing may discourage Chinese um, travellers to come to Australia for until, you know, Canberra and Beijing kiss and make up. Well, there, there is that tension between uh, Australia and China yeah. at the moment, which certainly isn't going to be helping um, travellers or students coming over. Yeah. Um, but I guess the other thing with A2 Milk is it kind of reminds me of Bellamy's. It sort of went up to the stars and then had problems, and then it got so low that takeover offer came. Yeah, do you think so, the takeover might be on the cards for A2 Milk? So this is the other thing. When stocks fall so much that at one, some point they become potential takeover plays. It's hard to invest just hoping for a takeover play yeah. because if that takeover play never eventuates and it's a death spiral down. Mm. But with A2 Milk, um, it can, it could potentially become a takeover yeah. play. Yeah, private equity must be at least looking at the share price saying, 
This is like a very cheap company. But it's probably unlikely to be a Chinese company given we haven't seen a lot of investment from China. Yeah. Although, you know, HM Milk is a New Zealand company, that's so right. potentially. I think Chinese that's what company. they should be saying. We are not Australian. That is true, <laughs> that it is a New Zealand company. That's right. Uh, okay, so that's the three, three companies. So obviously, of the three, Altium looks like the one that probably has the most upside in the short to medium term as opposed to the other two. Yeah, I would prefer. Uh, Altium because I think it's the COVID-19 recovery stocks, whereas the other two, there might be structural problems that need to be addressed first. Okay, so that's my AAA um, analysis. AAA. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were kind of AAA yes, companies, yeah. and they're not quite now. Um, I noticed uh, for the Switzer Report today, you had a look at computer share. You like computer share? Yes, so um, I guess there's been a lot of talk about inflation and rising interest rates sooner than what central banks are predicting. So I've been thinking about what stocks benefit from a rising interest rate environment. Obviously the banks, but we've already seen an, in an increase substantially in the bank share prices and then the insurers. But once again, we've already started to see recovery there. Um, and then companies like Computer Share, ASX, are also beneficiaries um, in a rising interest rate environment. Then add into the mix with Computer Share, it's mortgage business in the US, there's potential upside there. Mm. Um, uh, what's that mortgage business like? So they're servicing uh, mortgage loans over there. It's actually a full service business, but um, they benefit from refinancing. But at the moment, there are some COVID levels of support in terms of the US housing market, mm. um, which should disappear over the next few months. Um, so that might add into more activity in terms of the US mortgage market, which would okay, be a positive. So Julia Lee, great to see you. Great to see you too, Pete. That's Julia Lee of Berman Invest. This episode was brought to you by WCM Investment Management, a California-based global equities manager with an outstanding long-term track record. This chart shows the significant outperformance of WCM's quality global growth strategy over the past one year, three years, five years, 10 years, and since its inception. Investors can access the strategy via the ASX with their choice of an exchange-traded managed fund, WCMQ, or a listed investment company, WQG. Well, to test out my AAA stocks, we have June Baylou of Tribeca Alpha Plus, and we're going to look at Altium, Anthem, and A2 Milk. Uh, June, great to see you. Great to be here. Thank you. Now, I know in the past you've said you like these companies, but I want to actually drill down a little bit more because they, they have been pressured by the coronavirus and other things are around that. So let's start off with a company like Appen. Um, uh, what's your, your, your short to medium term view on the company? Absolutely. Look, Appen has been pressured by the market, well, given the impact of the lockdown and things. So it'll create a bit of disruption to its near-term earnings. So short-term outlook is the earnings a little bit uncertain at this point. Um, the company will have an AGM. It's very likely they will reaffirm guidance, but market won't give them much of a confidence, um, uh, uh, you know, in terms of the share price. They will have to demonstrate in the next six-month result and a full-year result um, before the investors will give them back the credibility which they have lost a little bit given um, you know, the number, uh, number of downgrades they have had. So Appen is something that you should look to for long-term investment, but near-term earnings certainly looks a little bit uncertain just because of the speed of recovery and a bit of uncertainty of whether some of the larger players such as Facebook, whether they have permanently cut some of those spending uh, in terms of the, um, uh, uh, the relevance. 
Yeah, but the Athens is actually in a very good area when you talk about the themes for investing, isn't it? Artificial intelligence is a future theme and that's where Athens plays. Absolutely. And in fact, in the Australian market, there aren't many stocks that's exposed to that space. So Appen is very, very few of the company that have that exposure. And but the issue at the moment is really just because the largest um, uh, as, uh, con uh, companies such as Facebook and Google, they aren't spending as much, but it could be just a short term COVID related impact. So we need a bit of time to tell. But over the longer period of time, we do believe Appen is well positioned and its business model certainly is uh, is, is very strong. Okay, let's go to a company like Altium, another company that's done very well over the last three to five years, off the boil since the coronavirus. What do you th I think about the future of this company? And when do you expect to see some improvement in the share price? Of course, look, um, our team is another one that's been impacted by the COVID um, because they every year they have to have salespeople literally go out and sell some of those licenses. The yeah. ability or inability to sell those things has meant near-term earnings being really, really tough. So that's the one that's been downgraded. I think this is a business you do absolutely want to buy on a dip um, because taking a five-year view, it is a very high quality business, has demonstrable track record um, in that space. And uh, our view is that uh, it won't take long before uh, investors pouring back into this stock. Yeah, I looked at what the, um, the ratings uh, experts were saying on FN Arena, and all five really believe that the price is going up. Even the one out of five who was neutral on the stock, they had a price target of $30 and coming from about $24, it was about a 30% gain. So it seems to me that the analysts like it, it's just a matter of timing once again. Absolutely. LTM is absolutely something that gives you that reopening theme in the tech space because most of the tech were beneficiary of COVID-19, whereas LTM is one of them that has really been impacted. Okay. Let's go to one that once upon a time you thought was an absolutely fantastic company. Coronavirus once again has challenged this company because A, there's a lot, there's a lot less tourists, Chinese tourists coming to Australia. What, what's your latest take on the near-term and long-term future of A2 Milk. Yeah, long, we continue to be very positive the long-term future of this business. Um, look, despite a bit of a near-term earnings hit, um, there is, um, in the latest update, you know, we knew the earnings were very weak. We knew the downgrade was coming. Um, however, no downgrade is ever priced in. So share price continued to drift lower. Um, on the back of um, uh, uncertainty of how quickly um, the Chinese market will bounce back for them, and of course, a little bit of management change. Now, that does warrant a bit of caution in terms of management management change we do need to see who will be the next person how that might run whether strategy change so it's sort of just in a bit of vacuum at this point but balance sheet continue to be very strong and we do believe the brand will continue to be very strong it's just a matter of going through that um you know a bit of vacuum of who's going to run um that piece of you know the chinese business and and the like yeah because really since the new ceo came on board after jane hardlicker left uh, the share price has really gone downhill a lot, which m must be giving him a, some plenty of sleepless nights. Uh, tell us, um, Junbei Lu, what is actually going in China? I'm hearing that local manufacturers are, are being supported over A2 milk. A, do you believe that? And B, 
Do you think it's more temporary because people can't actually access it as easily as they used to when they were holidaying here and going home with bags full of, um, of atrium product? I think the temporary component is a very big part of it. The holiday, the students, all these Daigo channel is the main disruption that has created the problem for A2. Now, the other side is, yes, in the last few years, last 12 to 18 months, China has spent a lot of money in uh, marketing and, um, uh, uh, you know, um, publicize how great the local Chinese brand is. Um, a Chinese government believed that um, infant formula is one of those things that, that should be dominated by a Chinese um, Chinese brands. Now do remember, this is coming off a very low base. Chinese brand went through a few years of quality issues. So they really lost a lot of share to foreign brands. So now that that those branding and those uh, spending on marketing is really trying to gain back some of the image um, damage that caused a few years ago. So that has also created a bit of a short fall in the demand in the local market for the foreign brands but look um, A2 is still very new in that penetration of the Chinese market um, it's really that Daigo disruption uh, channel disruption has created a lot of problems for them. Jimo, I've heard that maybe A2 milk could be um, a takeover target from a, a big manufacturer like Nestle what do you think? I think the brand, um, absolutely. Um, balance sheet is very strong, doesn't have debt, uh, has very strong cash flow. Um, and it, the, the brand itself is well recognized with the Asian consumer. So, um, you know, we have seen the takeover, the MA that took place in the last few years in this in very infant formula space. And mm. it's got a license into China. So, all of that together is incredibly valuable. So, we wouldn't rule that out. And uh, perhaps it's, uh, it's something that will take place in the next 12 months. Okay, now obviously in your fund, you, you hold A2 Milk amongst all the other stocks. Have, have you thought about buying more effectively to average down the, the entry price? Yeah, look, A2 certainly has reached that level. Um, but our, at the moment, our favorite exposure to that whole Asian consumer is actually Treasury Wine. Um, you know, uh, we, we bought that stock again was when everyone wanted to sell it. Um, and uh, now the share price has done well, but still we believe it's extremely undervalued as well at this point. Okay, Junbe Lu, is there any other new stock that you've added to your portfolio that you'd love to share with us? Look, at this point, um, we haven't added new ones, um, simply because the share price has been actually quite volatile in the market, which is creating a lot of opportunities for us to buy more of the companies that's been fallen. Um, you know, the likes of Afterpay, you know, we do believe it is a market leader. Um, the industry is ever growing and, um, you know, for sell for sell off of close to 30% certainly represent buying opportunity. And then a number of other stocks, things like Zero and others. So, um, you know, we're just cherry picking what's the best quality companies where the share price come to us I guess, I guess as Warren Buffett taught us be greedy when others are fearful that's right absolutely Jim Lu, thanks for joining us thank you so much thank you as I was saying to Jim Lu, Altium really looks like an interesting proposition here's the five-year chart you can see where it, where it uh, was it's now around $24.16. And what I find very interesting, when you look at what the analysts on FN Arena are saying about the company, four out of five have it as a buy or an outperform or overweight rating. Now, the next th thing I noticed was that the remaining expert who's really neutral on the company 
it, it has a it, the company has a target price of thirty dollars. Now that implies a twenty four percent gain even at the current price. Now the range of target prices from the experts was thirty dollars all the way up to thirty seven dollars. And if this number is right, then that would mean a fifty three percent gain. Putting this all together with what June Bailu said, it confirms my suspicions that this is a company that probably has the the most upside in the shorter term. It still might take some time, but I really think it's well positioned to do well in the not too distant future. Well, Paul, I've made a little point about Altium after talking about Appen, Altium and HMLC with June Bailu and Julia Lee. Of those three, which one do you like? Look, I'm going to say I like zero the best, Peter, but of those three, that wasn't part of the question. Yeah. We'll come to zero, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, look, I probably like uh, Appen the best mm. of the three you've nominated. I think it's probably got the most upside, that's what the analysts say, yeah, uh, yeah, from, upside, from your piece, yeah. and uh, gone down the hardest. And, and really, I don't think Appen's done anything too bad. I think they've opened the CEO opened his mouth at the wrong time a couple of times, mm. and uh, there's clearly been some change in the way that they contractual arrangements with clients. Um, but it is still, you know, it is making a profit, uh, positive earnings, and I think it's a pretty good business underlying that. Uh, Altium is sort of, you know, I rate number two. For the long term, Peter, A2 Milk, but I sort of just have, think you're going to have to see, yeah, something's going right. to have to change to turn that company around. Now, maybe it is, uh, I, I read your piece, uh, it is a Nestle or someone coming in and saying this is super cheap. but. Mm. Um, at the moment, I, I, I'm thing that worries me about A2 Milk because I'm just still not convinced all the bad news is absolutely out. Uh, well, my worry is that the Beijing bully boys could be really bad on tourism into Australia until ScoMo kisses and makes up with uh, Beijing. So there are, and I hold A2 Milk, and I'm even toying with the idea of buying it at low prices to bring the average price down. But I think my wait might be longer than a lot of people out there were prepared to wait. So. I think you're going to have to be patient. It needs a catalyst. Now, it's, it's obviously getting super cheap. And we know it's got a fantastic brand. Uh, and notwithstanding the problems with the IQ trade into Australia, you know, its position in the US, through, in, sorry, in, in China through the mother and baby stores is pretty phenomenal. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of real positives. But have we seen all the, is all the bad news out? And, yeah. and what's going to change those factors? Because you can't see the Diagu trade restarting in the short term, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and you think that China's still going to be, you know, not going to do any favours for an Australian, and particularly more like a New Zealand company, mm -hmm. and, uh, and margins might be coming under pressure. So, yeah. I, I also did think that universities are trying to bring um, Chinese students back to Australia, um, and they've even talked about doing their own quarantining service. A lot of those students were probably part of that, that Diego yeah. trade, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah but they look, they're certainly visitors and there's students mm. and there's a corporate element to it as well, but um, yeah. Yeah, and international borders, well, we're not expecting them to be really open properly at least to what, probably nine months' time. Anyway, so that's the analysis there, but Paul, you did write about zero today in the Switch Report. What's well, I, I see zero more as a core holding, right? I mean, yeah. the others, I think, uh, have been sold off a long way, and, yeah. it, and you've got to look at the factors that will turn them around. But uh, I think zeros just came off. Uh, on the back of what I thought last week was a pretty good profit report, but it, did, it was fell short on some expectations with the market. Not on the revenue line. The, the, the analysts were happy about the revenue line, but they thought the uh, EBITDA line was a bit uh, less than they expected. Mm. And that's because zero has been reinvesting on product and development. And it's really a question of, you know, with, with 
with any of these companies, you've got to back the long term or the short term. Yeah. Uh, if Zero wanted to, it could cut out investing, in which case it would be super profitable. Mm. But it hasn't. It wants to reinvest. It's a sign of a successful company. It's exactly and what Amazon and those sort of companies did in the early days. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things I really like about Zero is the accounting software is super sticky. Mm. You know, you just have to talk to your accountant once you get hooked on one of these products, yeah. and your accountant uses it. It's really hard as a business to change. Yeah. And uh, and progressively, as new accountants and bookkeepers come on. They're going for zero. NYOB used to be there, but NYOB is losing share to yep. zero. And you know, customers speak very highly of it. The yep. thing that zero is also trying to do, and it's trying to do what it did into the Australasian market uh, in the UK and the US markets, and the opportunities there, it's, got, it's a tougher marketplace yep. because it's not, uh, it's not a local. Uh, and it's got to build distribution, and but potentially the opportunities are just as big in those markets. What Zero is trying to do locally is also turn into a small business platform. So you go there for your accounting software, but you also get a whole lot of things like e-invoicing and things around software, All bulk a- services HR. services that small businesses use. Yeah. I, I think that's a little harder, but that's certainly where it's, which, what it's trying to do. Uh, but it is investing. So I think it's of our... Australian tech companies, I'd, I'd rate Zero as the number one outside Atlassian mm. uh, for any of the tech companies in and Australia. And we won't mention that they're really from New Zealand. <laughs> we won't mention they're really Their from New Zealand. Their success came when they came and, They uh, started in New Zealand. I, I, I think it's sensational. So it got sold off last week because you know revenue was up but earnings were down. Yeah. I don't think the, that... The bounce today is Yeah, I, I don't think that's a good enough reason. Now, I don't think you necessarily have to rush in and buy it, mm. but you've got to look at dips. And you know, we're going through a rotation out of technology. There's probably going to be more bad news at some stage. There'll be other dips. Uh, and I think that's the time you look for it. And it's really as a core stock. That's what I think is, uh, yep. I'd be playing zero. And I, I'm not talking this one up. I've only got a small holding because it's just a balanced part of my portfolio. But I know I've sp- spoken to a really smart guy who's a pretty aggressive short seller. He um, holds a lot of zero and he thinks it's going to be a $300 stock one day. But you know, what would he know? He's only a hedge fund manager. That's Paul Rickard from the Switzer Report. If you want to read about a lot of the stuff we've been talking about today, become a subscriber to the Switch Report. Well, that's our take on the three AAA stocks, Altium, Appen and A2 Milk. Clearly, time is a critical issue. I think everyone agrees that they're still quality companies, but that's what it's all about when you're investing in the market, trying to work out the timing. But I think it's important to know that the companies still have that quality potential. And that means that the share price eventually will rebound. Good luck with that. If you want to know more information about these stocks, have a look at the Switzer Report. Just go to switzerreport.com.au. And please, to this TV show, become a subscriber. We want you to be inside the tent when we get special information.